Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. NFTs are exploding in popularity. This is a technology Join Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast with me, Jenny from the blockchain, and my co-host, Michael Keane. Today's interview for our 101th... Is that how you say it? 101? No, 101st. <laughs> 101st episode, we have Will Weinrob, CEO and co-founder of Cryptoys. Will, welcome to the show. What's up, Jen? What's up, Mike? Thank you both for having me. I really What's appreciate up? it. What is up? Yeah, we had... Um, he, here's our here's our story on how we know each other. My twin sister, Steph Sudo, who we've had on the pod, she was on episode 49 as well as episode 50. She actually works for you. She works for Cryptoys. She's head of community. We had her on, yeah, like months ago. And actually, a lot of our community got into Cryptoys um, after hearing that that interview about it. And so it's it's nice to, to finally revisit Cryptoys. You guys have been doing a lot, building a lot. And I'm excited to to hear everything that that you guys are up to and for our audience to to get an update on what Cryptoys is up to and for new people to figure out what Cryptoys is. Yeah, I'm going to get into all of it. I'm really excited to be here. And shout out to Steph, your sister, because Steph <laughs> is such a legend. And for, for many folks, she is the face of Cryptoys. Like, forget about me. Like, you know what I mean? Steph is out there every single day hustling. She's doing the, the, the live streams and such a great job. So big shout outs to Steph. Shout out to Steph. Yes, I know. She does so much. We live together and I'm like, oh, she's in so many meetings all the time. I'm like, oh, can you stop being in meetings mm-hmm. all the time? Yeah. yeah, but anyway, let's start with your your Web3 journey. How did you first get into NFTs? Sure. So uh, I guess I've always been into tech. Uh, I got my first computer when I was like eight years old. And, uh, you know, then a few years later, I got my thousand hours of America Online via CD-ROM in the mail for folks that remember America Online. Jen, I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember that. Well, and- she will not remember that. Because <laughs> like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'll, yeah I'm dialing yeah. up. Eh, eh, eh. You would say, Mom, get off the phone. I'm trying uh-huh. to connect to the internet. And she'd be like, yeah. no, I'm on the phone. You connect later. Right. Uh, yeah, those are the days. Takes like um, 45 minutes to send an email. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's how I kind of got started on the internet and started building websites on GeoCities, which was like a free hosting site back in the in the 90s. And uh just got into tech that that way and and then started doing some odd jobs here and there, consulting for people on how to build websites and web presences. Went off to Florida State University. Came out of Florida State. I started my first venture-backed company uh, that was called Live Ninja, where you would basically video chat with folks on different topics and pay them money for their expertise, like get advice on how to start a podcast or get advice on, you know, how to start a business. So I did that, and I ran that company from 2012 to 2017, and I sold the company in 2017 to IDT Telecom, uh, and had a three-year earnout with the acquiring company. So basically, when you sell your company, you know, oftentimes in the contract they'll want you to stay on. For a certain period of time, uh, it's just part of the deal. So I had a three-year earnout with IDT, 
And I remember it was uh, relates to my Web3 journey, how this all got started was this was like late 2017, early 2018, like shortly after the acquisition. And I subscribed to this famous venture capitalist, Fred Wilson. He's a legend in, in the VC space. Uh, he has a blog called avc.com. It was like very well regarded, still is very well regarded. And I was a subscriber. I would read all his blog posts. And one day he comes out with a blog post to say he's investing in a new company. Company's called Axiom Zen, and they're renaming to Dapper Labs. And they have this thing called Crypto Kitties that's coming out. And don't laugh at me, but it's a digital cat. Yes, there you go. That's <laughs> I just got my physical Crypto Kitty in the mail. I want a contest anyway. Please continue. She was literally showing that off right before we got on. Yeah, the I was like, I was like, Michael, do you know what this is? And he was like. A Penelope? I was like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. How can you say that? It's obviously a crypto kitty. That is sick. I've never seen a physical. Yeah, they're yeah. The, um, I'm not trying to brag, but they are exclusive. Um, they don't sell them or anything. You can only win them through contests or like they used to give them away if you like discovered a fancy. So anyway, I'm super proud oh. of it. Damn. I, I know. I'm Will's about to Will's about to make an offer. He's wheels are turning. Yeah, was like, how much for that thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are we... Yo, I, I might have to DM you after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for uh, sure. She'll, ta she'll take another doodle. She'll take a doodle. <laughs> At a minimum, yes. Yeah. yeah. So so he talks about this thing called crypto kitties. He's like, don't laugh, but NFTs and digital collectibles are gonna be a thing. And to me, digital collectibles like made a ton of sense because I grew up a comic book collector, a baseball card collector get out got into video games and for me like made perfect sense this idea of a digital collectible improvable scarcity so i bought crypto kitties that was like my my foray into to nfts I set up a metamask wall got my first crypto kitties and then you know i have three kids and i had two at the time we just recently had our third and my kids were into these things called blind bags uh they're basically if you know like lol surprise and hatchimals they're these toys that you buy for like 20 30 bucks they're the worst Walmart. things in the world. There you go. You know, you, 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 yeah. You, oh, I yeah. I have two five-year-old girls and a six-year-old boy. The girls, yeah. Rainbow yeah, corn and all that. Yeah, rainbow corns. Exactly. It's yeah, I know all of that. Oh God. So that's what the toy industry turned into. And I looked it up basically as my kids were just spending like thousands of dollars of our money on this stuff, and uh, it was just the, the, basically the entire toy industry has been now built on this concept of surprise packs. So, um, you know, I learned about it, how much money they were making in the space, billions of dollars in revenue. And uh, one day I'm working from home, this was like 2018, and my daughter screams from her playroom with excitement. And she's like, Dad, oh my God, I got the ultra rare. Finally, I got the ultra rare. Come quick, come quick, I gotta show you. And I go to see what she's doing. She's holding up one of the toys that, that we bought. It's this gold glittery plastic thing. And she looks at it for like 10 seconds. And then as soon as she's like, the novelty wears off, she throws it in the bin with all the other ones just to collect dust. We have like a mountain of Damn. plastic. Well, if you have these just things, like you know that. they just you know they end up in the floor and the corner, basically. You no, know? they're good for that day. They're good for that day. And just exactly. Exactly. Sure. Sure. So as soon as she said the word ultra, I'm like, oh my goodness, here is this multi-billion dollar segment of the toy industry that's predicated on collectability and scarcity. We can now do these digitally for the first time ever, thanks to this concept that Fred's talking about, this crypto kitty NFT thing that like I could do digital toys now because of this. So I went to my daughter and I said, sweetheart, what if I were to make you the digital version of these toys where you can collect them, chase after the rare ones like you're doing, but then when you get them, you could actually do things with them 
play games with them, interact with them. Would that be something you'd be interested in? And she's like, oh my God, dad, that'd be amazing. I'd love that. So I thought to myself, I'm like, all right, I got a few years left of my earnout. Uh, I'll do this little side project, nights and weekends. So it's kind of nine to five, of course, but nights and weekends, I can do what I want. So nights and weekends built a little passion project, me and my old co-founders. And then we brought some other folks onto the team. And from 2018 to 2020, nobody cared whatsoever about any of this. Like anytime we showed cryptoys to people, they were like, uh, okay, like you're, wait a minute, wait a minute, you sold your previous company and now you're building what? a digital panda <laughs> and yeah it was like one of those things where we look completely like stupid and insane but we were building it for our kids and then lo and behold 2021 the top shot craze hits and uh nfts became a thing into you know vcs they started to learn about it and all of a sudden we got a lot of interest and we said hey we can make this now a real company and that's how it all started off into the races but had to look stupid for a few years there uh before anything really happens. So I guess a broken clock is right twice a day. Oh, shoot. A broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> wow. That was good. Dang, that's crazy. First of all, I didn't even know that you guys like kind of started this whole idea in 2018. And yes. you were just kind of, I guess, oh, living yeah. in silence for two years. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, actually, there was a thread uh, you could pull up. You could actually see the old cryptoys. They look like, like, literally, like they were like, they kind of look like crypto kitties. They were like 2D and flat. But they were just different animals, not just cats. And we were like, yeah, we're going to innovate because it's like we could do it like crypto kitties, but other animals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the innovation. And they come out of a package and we're like, yeah, that'd be cool. And then it just all, then you can't like we're just idea guys. So like we just have all these ideas and it just metamorphosizes. And it's like, what if you could interact with them? What if you could talk to them? What if you could play with them? What if you could play games with them? And then like the whole thing kind of evolves from there. Wow. Yeah. So what are these? Cryptoys. So the, the way to think about cryptoys uh, is we're building the world's premier digital toy company. So if you were to think of like a company like Hasbro, Mattel, MGA, these like old school legacy toy companies, right? Uh, and you were to start those companies from scratch today, and they were digital first toy companies and NFT native, what would that look like? And then how do you imagine the concept of play? in a fully digital world? How do you play with digital toys? So that's what Cryptoys is. Cryptoys is a digital toy company. And we're reimagining the concept of play um, in, in this new world and uh, building digital experiences through a toyetic lens. You'll hear that word a lot with Cryptoys. It has to feel toyetic. So even though it's digital, it has to feel like a toy. Uh, and and in, in, when we were kids, we would imagine you know, we would talk to the toy, it would come to life, we would use our imagination for these things. And there are things that we would do and playhouses and, and, and play sets and whatnot. But then you can imagine, if you're not bounded by the laws of physics, uh, what could you do, right? If you're not constricted to plastics and manufacturing, what could toys do in another level and take imagination to a whole new level? So that's kind of what Cryptoys is, a digital toy company and platform. I love that. One of my favorite things ever from childhood was Webkins, which yeah. I always like, I always have just this fond memory of Webkins, which you know, I guess if you're around my age, you know, if you're in your 20s, like maybe you remember playing Webkins too. I don't know, Michael, do you ever play Webkins? Probably not, right? No, I, I know was, that the, the word guess. sounds familiar. I have no idea what it is. Club Penguin was before it, right? Then there was, it was Webkins before that was Club Penguin. And then like, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of different ones. I remember yeah. like Furbies. 
Furby's worth thing. Oh my back gosh. I, I, remember you, Furby's so, I remember Furby's. Yeah. How old that was are you? Like a, I'm 42, 43. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I graduated. I graduated high school in 97. You went to Florida State. We're probably around the same age. And I went to Penn State. So we we're kind of rivals. There you go. You were the, the Bob, the Bobby Bowden years. I was the Joe Paterno yes. years. Yeah, Both of them kind of left in disgrace. <laughs> legends, though. legends. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, legends. Sure, sure. Yeah, Bobby yeah. Bowden, especially for sure. Uh, the um, yeah, I'm says the Florida State guy, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 37, so you and me had probably okay. Okay, you're a few culture childhoods. Yeah, yep. you grew up right yep. around the mode to the Masters of the Universe heyday, so we can yeah, hundred. Oh, He Man was was everything. I mean, oh man, Gray Skull and and Skeletor. Yeah, no, that was mm. that was crazy back then. Mid eighties, yeah, yeah mid to late eighties, no doubt. I'm a grown man, but I love just the toys and collectibles. As you can see, I have a freaking Winnie the Pooh cup that I'm drinking out of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got some cool stuff around the office. We can see yeah, for sure. And, Andy mentioned the Metro turtles and stuff like that. Mega Man, whatever yeah. that is. These were my favorites growing up as a kid. Oh yeah, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Classic. Oh. Um, before we get a, a little further, I did want to mention because you know we got to mention this early. We'll mention this a little later too, but. There is a form you can fill out. We're going to put it in the show notes where you can actually win uh, one of two Cryptoids cubes and you'll uh, get access. You can get early access to their Motu private beta drop, which we're going to get into Motu right now. So yeah, so you guys are launching soon. You've done, I think, one closed beta test, which I tried to get in on, but you know, I didn't. I I don't know. I wasn't able to get a Cryptoise, but but coming up very soon, November 9th, you have your Motu job. Tell us a bit about that and, sure. and that so, partnership and how you how you were able to form that partnership so oh, early sure. on without even having you know launched yet. Yeah, I'm still asking myself similar questions. <laughs> uh, so we did an incredible partnership with Mattel, um, Mattel iconic toy company, uh, one of the biggest toy companies in the world. And um, we were introduced to them by mutual connection. Uh, we met them early on, and it was just clear from the get-go that we shared very similar uh, ideas and, and visions for what the future of play would look like. Uh, not a digital or physical conversation, but digital and physical. You know, how how important the two worlds are and, and, and how they can coincide with each other. And they just they immediately recognized, you know, to ourselves and to them as like, these, this is a perfect partnership. So we formed a deal with them uh, and not just a licensing deal where we could, you know, help them build out their lines of toys digitally on the Cryptoys platform, but also they invested in the company too. So they're actual shareholders in the company. They invested in our series A round. So it's not just a licensing deal. These are people that are now fully aligned with us and uh, our actual shareholders and investors. So we partnered with them, incredibly exciting, incredibly just innovative people, an amazing, amazing team. And we started thinking about what would be the first line of Mattel IP that we should build a Cryptoids for. And you look at this, some incredible stuff. You know, they have Master Universe, they have Barbie, they have American Girl, uh, you know, Hot Wheels, the list goes on and on. But if you know the backstory of Cryptoids, you know, Cryptoids, we have our own characters as well. And there's a backstory behind these characters. And the backstory is that Cryptoids are 8-bit video game characters from 1981 that get sucked into a wormhole and transported 40 years into the future. And they go from 8-bit pixelated game characters to fully 3D animated. They get dumped on the blockchain. 
and they have to learn about the nature of their new existence as NFTs. Like, what am I? Oh, you're an NFT. Well, what does that mean? That means there's only one of you and each one is unique and special and can never be duplicated. So it's got this like Web3 educational underpinning to it. And aesthetically, it's like Stranger Things meets Pixar. Uh, so, you know, really, really cool from a nostalgic standpoint. So again, if it takes place in 1981, you know, we were thinking about what's great nostalgic IP that we could bring onto the platform. And I was looking up uh, all the different IPs and Masters of the Universe. Coincidentally, what year was Masters of the Universe invented? 1981. And it launched as a digital, as, as launched as a physical toy in 1982. So this was like a perfect kind of match for us. And if you look at, um, you know, just the majority of people that are in Web3 and collectibles or digital collectors at the moment, uh, there are people that are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, right, that have that nostalgic tie to, to older IP. So for us, and this is an IP that we grew up with, right, Mike, you said you grew up with, with He-Man and Skeletor and the whole crew. Like for us, we wanted to do something that really, you know, was close to the heart and hit close to home. And, you know, there's so many brands that are trying to ape into web3 and like just launch something to launch something and we wanted to build something for fans by fans because we are fans um so we wanted something that came from the heart and we could do that with masters of the universe so masters of the universe uh it's our first licensed line of crypt toys uh, it's coming out the first wave there's three waves uh the first wave is coming out november 9th and there are four characters with seven different rarities uh all in like a blind pack really fun boxing uh, format that we produced and uh, and yeah we're really excited about it so we just did a whole uh, you know whole bunch of campaigning with them and doing some co-marketing initiatives we just got off a of Twitter space with Time Magazine so really really exciting you know we can't wait for for folks Mike if you're a a fan of Motu I really want to hear what you think about this stuff uh, yeah totally justice yeah so yeah this is that's basically what the the line is and we're really excited about it how much are the uh the motu crypto is going to be the so they're 39.99 like our genesis units uh and you could buy five at a time if there is inventory left over you can go back in line basically and if you can get in you can buy another five and every time you buy five we give you something called a golden ticket which is also a perk and an nft that allows you early access to future drops because we're doing a lot of different ips masters of the universe obviously not going to be the last one um so this will be kind of a cool uh perk we give for folks that are max minting so 39.99 uh, and there's 40,000 for that line. There's 40,000 in total. Uh, so 10,000 per character because we launched four characters per wave. Are these wow. the first ever He-Man official NFTs? First, I believe. I believe so. Yes. Cool. Yeah, I double check, but I believe so. Yeah. That's important. I'm sure you're probably familiar with uh, Vivi since they're yes, kind the of a bit of a competitor. Yeah. I got into that. Andy and I both did uh you year and a half ago at this point yep. they use a lot of that like first appearance first you know people like that stuff but yeah the one thing i wanted to say you know all three of us are cryptoid classic holders Ooh. if you didn't know that yeah we got into the the discord early from now oh, yeah. learning about it from steph and we we have those i mean i always say like that's so cool that you guys didn't charge anybody anything for a year you gave those out for free they ended up being worth a good amount of money is that yeah, surprising yeah, a little bit like they got up to like a quarter ETH or whatever. Sure, yeah, they're, they're, they're still, still like, I saw that yeah. they were worth 500, 600 bucks at one point. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, this is a different kind of project, and it, it, it's not apples to apples when you look, at, you know, compare it to like a ten thousand profile pick avatar project. Not this, at all. Yeah, yeah. This is very much a gaming platform. So if you think of it in a way, we're kind of like at the intersection of like Funko Pop and Nintendo. A lot of people, when they see what we're building, they call us the NFT native Nintendo. And once you kind of see some of the stuff that we do, you'll understand kind of why some people make that comparison. So this took a long time to build. Um, you know, relatively speaking, you know, some games take five years to build and even more, but like, you know, it took us, you know, a, a year and a half to build all these things from scratch. This is unity, real-time unity, uh, development, uh, 3d art animation, all from scratch. We're not using any like, you know, preset packages or anything. We're building all the, the concept art, the rigging, the animation, the 3d texturing, the modeling, the game development, everything's done from scratch. So with that, you know, we knew that there was a, a, a passionate community of folks like yourselves that were mm -hmm. supporters of us early on, just from a conceptual standpoint. And we're like, we got to take care of these people and, and give them something for just being here early and being patient with us. So Crypto Classics were meant for yeah use as just as a thank you and we have some fun utility plan for all the classic holders so we're, we're great yeah no i love i've always loved i've never even thought of it i sell everything i get i never even thought of selling it it's just uh, it's awesome. so cool it's cool that it came for free i really like the one i have i know we all do so that was really cool that 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 came out that's over a year ago right yes at this yeah, point. yeah totally wow yeah, we, this is gonna be a well. big year. This will be a big year. I think, like you know, we're gonna do a bunch of drops here over the next few few weeks. Yeah. And, and then 2023. I mean, I just, I just had a meeting this morning with Alfonso, my chief experience officer and co-founder, and like, oh my god, 2023 is just nuts. You know. Yeah. So, so I I get my He Man. Let's say I get my He Man. Yeah. What's the first couple things that you think? I know it takes a while to roll everything out that you guys want to do, but like. What will I be able to do kind of immediately? I saw I was on that live stream on YouTube with you and Steph, and you guys yeah. were running around like whatever you want to call it. What did you what did you call it? The, the block. block. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep, yep, yep. So what's what's like uh what are people gonna be able to do if they buy a cryptoid like right now? What's what are we what should we expect? So it, right now, the basic premise is that you're going to be able to buy the Cryptoid Cubes. You can collect yep. the cubes. You can unbox the cube. Once you unbox the cube, it comes in a blister pack, like an old school, like 1990s toy, you know, that you would hang uh, mm -hmm. on play. Mm -hmm. Then you have a choice at that particular point. And first of all, the unboxing experience, we took a lot of time with the unboxing experience. So even though it's digital, it feels very fun and tactile. Um, and then you could decide if you want to keep it in the blister pack once it's revealed, you know what rarity you got at that point. And you could decide, do I want to take it out and play with it or do I want to kind of keep it mint and, and stock? Um, and if you uh, open it up, the toy comes to life. It animates. It jumps out at you with a custom animation per character. Uh, and then you could take it out. The first thing you do is take it out on this thing that we call the block, which is like a test mm -hmm. drive area. So we wanted something that you could say, okay, this is different. It's not like a PFP where I just kind of have it sitting in my wallet. I can really interact with it, jump with it, yeah. run with it, you know, do different things. And there's like little Easter eggs that we have on the block. And then we're releasing a number of mini games that are going to come in the next couple of months. So you could take your crypto and play with it in different ways. So the first kind of people that are going to be buying these things are going to probably be buying them to collect them and build up their inventory and in their backpack. Um, and there's like, you know, obviously you might want to have two of the same because you might want to keep one on ice and you might want to have the other one to open and play with. Um, so we're excited about all the collector incentives and things like that that we're building for pure collectors and completionists. But then the block, you can play with it on the block and then the mini game. So uh, some fun mini games that are, are coming shortly.
What kind of mini games? What's like uh, an example? So like I, the the first one I'll I'll, I'll share is like a, a Flappy Bird style game. Uh, you can kind of take your cryptoid, pick which one, and then you kind of put them in a in like a UFO uh, mm. style game, and you can kind of go around and dodge nice. different things and collect stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Cool. I'll show you guys some sneak some sneak previews. I'll show you some alpha after the okay. Oh, that's yeah. yeah, I wish this this pot. Sometimes I wish this podcast was video as well, even though I really don't, because <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm like, oh, I'd rather just be audio. But for this for this interview purpose, and like, it would be so nice to be able to visually show people, yeah. um, you know, as we're talking, like, you know, what we're talking about and stuff. But you guys can also check it out if you go to cryptoys.com. I mean, their website looks super dope. Like, you guys did an amazing job on your website, like... I just love it. And even your Twitter, Cryptoys on Twitter, like check out their Twitter. They're always coming out with really cool like teaser videos and everything that are just really well done. And you can tell you guys have put like a lot of time into this. Yeah. Well, the person you share a roof with had a lot to do with that. <laughs> well, go go down the hall and thank her. <laughs> Thanks, Seth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy because I, I remember when she first started working um, for Cryptoys and yeah. It was, I mean, what was it? April, was it April or May of 2021? Yeah. So yeah, like a year and a half ago. At the time, uh, we were kind of like in between jobs. So we had just like, like what we were doing before, like we had just like stopped doing that. And then we were like kind of in limbo. And like, you know, we didn't have any money coming in, but also we needed to pay rent. And it was kind of a stressful time. And then we both got really into NBA Top Shot and we started like creating content yeah. for Top Shot. And she was live streaming like every single day. Like she was going, she was going in. Hmm. Yeah, I remember like, I mean, I got I got a job first, evaluate market, and she was kind of like, you know, she's competitive. So she was kind of like a little bit irritated that I got like a job in the web three space first. <laughs> and I could tell that. And I was like, oh shoot, like I hope she gets a job soon. And you know, she had a bunch of people like companies reaching out and 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 then you guys reached out and she took a meeting with you i think will yeah. and she was like oh my gosh like this 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 is going to be a big thing like this is a really cool opportunity and she was just really hyped about it and yeah i i remember she said that that you asked her oh should should we hire you now or when we launch which is ironically you haven't even launched yet it's been pushed back so much but she was like she was like, um, hire me now, like <laughs> right away. Yeah. And um, man, and the rest is history. And right. yeah, she's really just she loves like working at Cryptoids. We talk about it all the time. And she's really grown a lot. Um she's amazing. You know, and learned a lot from you guys. Do you know, do you know how we found stuff? Did she tell you the story? Uh I don't know. I don't know if I'll do, tell you. And, and then also I think it's a funny story for your audience as well. So this was right in the middle of Top Shot mania, right? Like Top Shot was the thing, you know, in the NFT space. Everybody was trying to get pack drops. So I had a friend in the Miami tech space and he would hit, we had this like kind of group chat about Top Shot and he would hit every pack drop. You know, anytime they would do a stress test, anytime they would do like those surprise drops or whatever, he would hit every time and i would never hit i would never get that's like things. andy andy used to always hit and get the oh, yeah andy would get the lamello ball special edition <laughs> <laughs> so i asked my buddy i said dude what's the alpha like how do you keep hitting these pack drops how do you like know when every drop is happening like what's the deal and he was like reluctant to tell me 
And then I was like, oh, tell me, what's the deal? Like, tell me, how do you keep getting these drops? She's like, all right, fine, I'll tell you. There's this Twitter account of this girl, Steph Sudo. Follow her and set notifications for on because every time there's a stress test or a pack drop, she seems to know about it first and tweets it out. And I was like, all right. So I follow Steph. I set notifications for on. So like she was a part of my life at that time when she didn't even know it. It was like my text, my, my push notifications was like, mom, Nicole and Steph Sudo uh, on Twitter. It was just like, she got the stuff. No, she was so obsessed. Like yeah. I was like, Steph, there's like barely anybody even liking your tweets. Like, why do you tweet out every single time there's something happening? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? And she was just so upset. She was on, I mean, both of us were, but yeah. she was, we were both on like NBA Top Shot 24-7. But yep. she would like tweet it out every time something happened. And people thought she had inside info and stuff. But really, yeah, she, she was just super fast with it. She was just in the Discord, like getting that, in, you know, that in, insider info before anyone else and putting it out publicly. So I was following her. And then like, I just saw how consistent she was and just like how dedicated she was. And as soon as, you know, it was, we had just raised our first uh, bit of money and it was just the five co-founders. That's all the whole team was, just the five co-founders. And I was like, you know what? Our first hire needs to be someone that could help us build the community. And, it, and as soon as I thought of like, who's the candidate? Who's the person? I only thought of her. She was the first person in my mind because she like lived in my push notifications, you know? So, so I DM'd her on Twitter and we set up a Zoom call and that was that. It was, the rest was history. But yeah, that's how the whole connection was made. Oh, it just goes story. to show you for folks out there trying to hustle, you know, and you're putting out tweets, you're putting out content, you know, you don't you might think that nobody's listening or watching, you know, stuff like that can really lead you to cool opportunities. And we're grateful. We're so grateful for Steph. She's such an integral part of the team. She's like family at this point, you know. That's so awesome. Yeah, I I, I didn't know that story. That is that mm. is a cool story. And so, wow. She, yeah, she was the first hire. And how many employees do you guys have now? 55 55 wow yeah wow it's crazy 55 in like a year and a half uh that's insane what are some of the challenges that come with like scaling a team that fast yeah that's it is a challenge there's no doubt about it because like as soon as you figure out how to be a, a ceo or, or or a team leader for a group of 10 people you're like okay i got this down all of a sudden it's 15 and then all of a sudden it's 20 and all of a sudden it's 30 and you might think like oh, wow, it's exciting to grow a team that fast. And it is exciting, but it comes with a, a large set of challenges because imagine when you're five people, you can get on a Zoom call like this or have a meeting and be like, all right, we all on the same page. Engineering, you got that. Design, you got that. You know, artwork, you got here. I'll handle the marketing. We're good. Let's huddle back in two hours, right? Like it's everybody's kind of on the same page in, in, in an easy format. All of a sudden, you have now 15, 20, 30 people. How do you deal with communication? Like an internal communication is something that I think is one of the hardest things to do right when you're scaling because all of a sudden there's so many people. There, there are people that have been there for three months. There are people that have been there for a year. There are people that just joined yesterday that are trying to get on board and understand what the company's doing and like learning, like, you know, okay, how do we talk about the company or how do I get onboarded if I'm a new artist or I'm a new engineer? How do I get a sense of company culture? How do I understand how to put time off? How do I understand how to request uh, for uh, you know for money for a piece of software? There's all these things that come with it. So it's like the blocking and tackling, like the logistics of it, that's very much a challenge. So it's part of the gig. It's exciting to grow the team, but also now we're in the mode where we scaled so fast, we're actually taking a step back and being like, okay, now we got to put 
better processes in place. So when somebody joins the company, what's their first 30 days look like? And what's like the goals through 30 day plan, your 60 day plan, your 90 day plan. So on day 90, you feel like you're okay, I'm fully integrated now into the company. I've met all the key stakeholders. I know who's who I know where to go. I know how to market the company. I know how to talk about the company at Thanksgiving dinner. You know, <laughs> like, believe it or not, that was like a thing. Like, you know, the first year people are like, how should I my family's asking me what crypto is this? How should I what should I tell them we do? <laughs> so like we have that to work on funny. finding that, you know, that messaging and all that stuff. So it's exciting, but it comes with some challenges, but good challenges, the type of problems and challenges you want to have, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and now finally, all your hard work is coming to a big point. Um, and, you know, you have your Mojo launch coming up soon. I also want to get into your guys's like characters yep. that you have. So you have the Corgi, Alfie. Let Alfie. me see if I can get all these right. Yeah. Um, you have the Panda, Juno. And Sorry. you have, um, oh shoot, what's the last one? What's the last one? The Kitty, which is, ooh, I don't think I know the Kitty's name. Comet. Comet, okay. Yeah. And how did you land on, I mean, why did you pick those animals? Why did you pick those names? Oh, okay. So let's start with why we picked those three animals, right? So when we first started the company in 2018, the project, I would say, first started the project, it wasn't a company yet. We said, okay, what are the three characters? The three characters, first of all, the internet loves cats. So we're going to do a cat, number one, right? So that was the first one. So true. Uh, Panda, I had just watched the Panda documentary from Disney. And I thought pandas are freaking adorable. And also that song Panda from designer, like Panda, Panda, Panda. Right, you know? Panda. Exactly. I got bras and a letter. Okay. That, that's right. That's that's exactly it. It was in my head. Tell us. So we did a panda. And, and then uh, Alfonso, uh, my co-founder, he had a corgi at the time, uh, Ein, the corgi. So we did it uh, to honor Ein, uh, Alfonso's dog. So that's why we did those three. Oh. Yeah. And then the, the, the names, Alfie. Uh, alpha it's kind of like you know just for alpha oh you know, like yeah. alpha leak oh yeah. alpha alfie alfie's oh, got the clever. alpha alfie's got the alpha and then uh comet uh just kind of like you know like rocket ship is like always like hey like you know when moon when things are gonna rocket when are things gonna take off so like comet we like plus it was like alliterative comet the cat just easier to remember comet the cat and then juno juno's character is very um it's kind of like it, from if you ever familiar with like Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore, it's got that kind of like vibe uh, to it. It's got this kind of like you know, it's he's kind of like the mellow one in the group, you know. And Juno, we just felt was a great name for for the panda. So we were voting on a few different ones. It was actually between Moon and Juno because like in the space, everybody's like when Moon, when Moon, and we thought that that would be fun. But we voted and Juno won over Moon, so it ended up being Juno, and we like Juno. Juno's cool. Juno is cute. Yeah, that was a exactly. cute name. Um, I love how you guys have really built out. I mean, when I look at everything Cryptoids has done, when I look at things and when I join your guys' live streams and stuff, I'm like, wow, they have really thought this through. Like, there is so much that you guys have really thought out. And I don't, I'm just like, how do you think of all of that? How do you create all that? Um, like, is there just a big team of people like just coming up with all these ideas and then you have to execute the ideas, you know, mm -hmm. it's just a whole, it's a whole thing. Um, and I'm just like, wow, blown away by, by how much you guys have already done and, you know, what you're building. And also 
I'm so excited for these, the cryptoids to be like smart. Like they're going to be like AI, right? Like they're going to be able to talk to them and stuff and eventually down the road. Um, And I'm super excited for, for when that happens. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that, like that we have two people on the team that's dedicated hundred percent of their time to natural language processing and AI. So that's a big part of the platform. You're going to be able to talk to them in, in different ways. Like, you know, folks don't realize, um, but the, the this new generation, like my kids, for example, they grow up in the in a world where Amazon Alexas and Google Homes and Series are are everywhere. Uh, my son is 19 months old. His first word was "adada," trying to activate Alexa. Adada, adada. Oh my god! Because he hears us go. Because my kids, all the time, my older ones go, "Alexa, what's the weather?" Alexa, play. My my daughter's obsessed with Harry Styles. So she's like, Alexa, play Harry Styles on, on Amazon Music. So my 19-month-old sees it. He tries to activate Alexa, but he can't say the word Alexa. So he's like, da da He looks at it. So it's just funny to think of like this new generation that's growing up with these AI assistants, these voice-based assistants. What if we could do another level of that where we could have make these things uh, uh, visual? as well and somebody you could take around with you so we have some really cool stuff happening on nlp and ai and then your question about the ideas uh, and how it comes together you know honestly it's like just very iterative like we start with a a formation and a foundation for what a digital toy is like what would a digital toy look like and how can you play with a digital toy and then as you build that out foundationally and start kind of fanning out you start to have more ideas that you can layer on top of that experience. Oh, it would be cool if then after you did this, you could do that. So for example, like the block, right? Let's take the block as an example. The block was a very iterative idea because we're like, okay, so you unbox it out of the cube, then you have a blister pack. Then it'd be cool if you'd like a, like a physical collector. That was like another idea. What if it was like a physical collector toy where you could actually decide, do I want to hang it up on my shelf? and keep it mint or if i want to take it out of the wrapping like i could physically and play with it so we're like oh that'll be a cool element let's do that as well and then okay you took it out of the packaging what's the first thing you could do with that out of the packaging and then we're like they should be able to test drive these things like take your toy for a spin we're like okay how are we going to do that let's create a a playground that's what we called it we called it the playground and then sherry our cmo uh and steph and the rest of the, the team and the marketing they were like we're, we're not calling it the playground calling it the lock because it's blockchain and i was like okay that's dope so, <laughs> so we ended up calling it the block so everything's very iterative you know you're just layering on different ideas and the biggest challenge is there's so many ideas now it's like picking what to do next in the right order because there's just so much you would just lose your mind uh you know just trying to do everything because you can't you have limited resources you know yeah there's a lot uh to the experience too and oh my gosh that's i think it's so cool that you guys yeah, you have the cubes, first of all. So you you wait in line, you you buy a cube, and then yeah, you can decide to open it and see it in its packaging. You can actually yep. see what it is, but it's in its packaging, which you can then keep it like that, or yeah. you can open it and then start playing with it. I'm like, wow, that's so cool that you're just building upon the experience. Like you're not just, oh, you buy it, and then you have it. It's like, oh, there's layers to it, there's steps to it. That's right. Which, okay, this is a good time to tie back in. Um Will has generously donated two Cryptoys Cubes to our listeners. So if you're listening to this, there is a form in the show notes. All you have to do is enter your email. And then if you have um, a Cryptoys username, uh, you say that too. But 
yeah, all you have to do is, is enter your email and you can win one of two Cryptoids cubes and you can decide whether you want to open it, keep it in the package, whatever. Um, and then also by filling out that form, you get exclusive access to uh, their or you get early access to their Motu private beta drop. So you guys are doing beta drops before the launch or like what are the beta drops? Everything's kind of beta at the moment. Remember Top Shot? I think Top Shot's still in beta. You know, it's like, you know, you oh, I know. It's so you crazy. Know. There's some it, it is because yeah. it's, it's hard. This is very hard stuff to build. And, you know, when Gmail came out, like I remember when Gmail came out, it was like in beta for three years. Like when you're doing new things like this, you know, oftentimes you have to do a lot of testing. Um, so the beta drops are meant to give early access to folks that are early adopter type people that kind of understand, hey, we're refining it, we're making improvements as we go, but giving you access to the collection early. Uh, so we did one test, beta test drop, kind of like the equivalent of like an NBA Top Shot stress test. Uh, that was 400 units. We did that the other day. Uh, really exciting. Sold out. Now we're going to do another one, uh, hopefully in the coming week or two. And we're doing these like, you know, I think it was 400 at first. Then we'll do, you know, some more inventory. We might do like, you know, a few thousand after that leading up to the Motu drop. When Motu is like the first public drop. So anybody can access the Motu license drop where right now with the Genesis line, we're really making sure our crypto classic holders get first priority access our early community you know is able to buy those first and foremost and then we'll slowly release those out in a more controlled uh fashion because there's only thirty thousand genesis units and once they're done they're done you know so we want to make sure that you know the early community can get their hands on those if they want them so we're doing that a little more methodically so that's when we say the beta drops that's the beta drops okay cool Good to know. Yeah, I'm hoping to get my hands on some some cryptoids. Oh, yeah. uh, see if I'll be able to make it. The, make the, it the al- you have alpha in your own house. So like you have no excuse. <laughs> at this I point. know. Step away, so, <laughs> Jen, there's this happening right now. Come do this. I'm like, okay. And, yeah. so, and Steph will probably be like, well, you need to follow me on Twitter and set notifications for all. <laughs> <on." laughs> set notifications. I'm not just going to tell you, okay? <laughs> Come on, Steph. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And when we went, we recently went to, um, went back home to Arizona, our cousin was getting married and our whole family kind of like came together. Right. I mean, it was a wedding and, um, I have like nieces and nephews and my sister was like, they're, they're so chaotic. They're so crazy. They're always like running around doing stuff. But, um, my sister was showing her on, on her computer, the block and showing her like the crypto ways. And they were so like calm and like interested in, in what was happening. I was like, wow, this is a rare moment. They're all quiet and just like paying attention. And yeah, they were just like really into the cryptoids. And it was so funny because they make these little sound effects. Like when you play with them on the block and you jump, they're like, yeah. Like, ugh. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. They make these little, yeah. And so um the kids started making those noises, like just like jumping in real life and just like making those noises. It was uh-huh. so funny. But yeah, I'm like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta get some cryptoids for them to That's save the best. Their, we we, yeah. we started to get like some, you know, we did only 400 the other day, but we're just starting to get some videos of people having their kids and filming their kids you know, do the unboxings and the kids reactions to them. And that's the, that's the best, like that stuff like makes our day when we see like a smile on a kid's face. Cause when they see the, the crypto for the first time, so that stuff is awesome. That's, that's really why we do what we do. Yeah. 
And these are for kids, but they're also for adults, right? Like believe it like, or not, they're technically right now they're they're not for kids just yet. They're, you could share okay. them with kids, you know, yeah. but you have to be eighteen or up to start. You buy a uh, to create a cryptos account. Why? Because we're creating a right. wallet. Effectively, it's a custodial wallet. We call it a backpack. Um, but you're eighteen or up to start. But we're we're rolling out very methodically in the next few months, the idea to do, um, well, not the idea, it's actually fleshed out, we're building it right now, uh, sub accounts. So like if you have Netflix, you'll be familiar with this concept. You have like the parent accounts and then you can create a child account that can only access specific content on Netflix. So it's the same kind of thing. You guys will have your own master Cryptoys account, but let's say you wanna create one for your niece, nephew, son or daughter, you'll be able to then create a sub account under your master account that'll have like, the ability to play with the toys but maybe they can't sell a toy on the marketplace right uh because maybe you have a crypto that's worth a decent amount of money and your your five-year-old said daddy i'm sorry i wanted to, oh, no. <laughs> I wanted to get i think about toys. that with metamask all the time yeah. like if my kids knew how to use my computer they could come in and do whatever they want with like my yeah. whole collection you oh. know in two seconds like yeah pretty <laughs> much like whatever it is or kids could, kids are going to be clicking bad links by mistake. Right. No, for sure. It's just oh, like, no. yeah, like, for, no, I mean, that stuff is, yeah. That's why we're super careful. And a lot of yeah. this we do is outside of like the fully decentralized, like wild, wild west of like MetaMask and things like that, because there's so much scam and, 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 and vulnerabilities out there. So everything's like really built on top of the Cryptoys platform. So it's, it's safe and fun for the whole family and mm -hmm. something we take really, really seriously. And speaking of which, uh, we haven't said yet but you guys chose the flow blockchain mm -hmm. as your main blockchain what went into that what are the advantages disadvantages so first off I have a tremendous amount of respect for roham and the team at dapper for what they built yep. literally created the nft standard literally the term nft came from dapper labs uh and the erc standard they made it for with crypto kitties and you know what happened with crypto kitties and you guys remember that time remember crypto kitties brought down the ethereum network uh clogged up the entire network there was massive issues there was gas fees like crazy and that's why they built flow because they realized this crypto kitties experiment would never scale to millions of users because of the infrastructure so let's build a blockchain that could allow us to to scale to millions and millions of people so also credit where credit's due we've had two quote-unquote bull runs in the nft space since nfts were invented one was ushered in by crypto kitties the other was ushered in by nba top shot the things that both those projects have in common is the parent company dapper labs so dapper labs responsible for the two last bull runs that we had they ushered those in so credit where credit's due so i always looked up to that that team and that company so when i was building out cryptoys i reached out to roham uh dm'd him on twitter and he said, yeah, let's definitely connect. We'd love to chat more. We jumped on a Zoom call. I showed him the project, the, the early prototypes. And he's like, you have to build this on Flow. He's like, this is why we built Flow is for projects like yours. And if you look at like some of the things that we want to do or are doing uh, with like, you have a cryptoy, but then you have items and accessories. Like once you actually combine the items and accessories, it becomes a, a child asset of the parent asset. So like one NFT could actually hold 10 NFTs under it because of how you assemble it, you know, and you could do that natively in flow. They built it with that in mind because they knew people would build games on top of it and all these different experiences. So, you know, as I talked with Roham, it was just clear at the time, especially that it checked a lot of the boxes that we were looking for from a scalability standpoint. Also, we knew we were going to do a lot of licensing deals. Like if we want to be the digital toy company, we got to do licensing deals. 
And whether there is semblance of truth, I know there's a gray area here. Remember, a lot of brands are scared about blockchain because of their quote unquote environmental issues, according to them. Uh, and of course, there's been so much progress in this uh, area, you know, thanks to Ethereum's move to proof of stake and and all these different things. But it was a real concern. And, you know, Flow made it a point to build a very energy efficient uh, blockchain. And they actually did their own reports. They got an independent uh, auditor to do an audit on the Flow blockchain. And they found that the that one mint on the Flow blockchain is the energy equivalent of like three Google searches. So it actually use more uh, energy uh, to do a Google search than it is to mint something on, on Flow blockchain. So for us, when we were doing some of these early licensing deals, that data you know, really, really helps because nobody can make the environmental argument to us like they were doing with Ethereum-based mm. projects. Um, and I'm a big believer uh, that in five to 10 years from now, let's just call it the, the, the short uh, to, to medium-term future, the blockchain is not going to matter to the mainstream consumers. Um, so I believe that consumers are going to care about three things. Number one is the user experience phenomenal. First and foremost, two are the fees low because I don't want to pay exorbitant fees for something that makes no sense, right? And and three, do I have true ownership and liquidity of my asset? So like true liquidity means if I go to sell it, I can expect that it would, it would sell. It doesn't sit there for for three months before somebody buys it. If you achieve those three things, a great user experience, low fees, and true ownership and liquidity, the blockchain doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, and we get into this like Ethereum maxi mentality, Solana maxi, Flow maxi, all, all this stuff doesn't matter at the end of the day. You have to create great user experiences. Like that's why I really like what Reddit did with their stuff, right? Their digital collectible. Yep. Don't call it an NFT. It's a digital collectible, mm -hmm. right? Uh, yeah. And uh, what's great about what they did is a, a use case that's very native to the platform, avatars, because that's a big thing on, on Reddit, right? You wouldn't even know that it was an NFT. You you logged in with your normal Reddit account. Okay, yeah. I, I want to purchase a, a cool avatar. I now create my my vault, which is effectively the wallet, but it's not called a wallet. You create the vault, and you're you're trading natively on the platform with a credit card, and that's it. It's a use case very native to that user experience, and that's what you're going to see more of. The Starbucks announcement when they launched the Odyssey program. Nobody's going to care about what blockchain that is. Is that Ethereum, Polygon, Flow, Solana? Nobody cares. All they're going to want to know is do they get their badges on Starbucks? Can I send it to Jenny? Can I send it to Mike? Can Do I have true ownership and, 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 and composability with these things? And if they do, doesn't matter. It's a user experience native to that application and to that company. And for me, Flow checks the boxes there because as much as I love Flow and I'll sing its praises on any podcast or Twitter space, whatever, because I love working with Dapper and the Flow blockchain, the majority of my users are not going to even know it exists that it's built on Flow blockchain. They're going to just want to play with cryptoys. And that's For sure. where I think the space needs to be. And you probably saw just recently, uh, Live Nation also chose Flow. So that probably felt pretty yeah. good. Yeah, Ticketmaster's on Flow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. So yeah, and yeah. that's another use case where Ticketmaster, Live Nation, they're not going to even know what Flow blockchain is. So right, exactly. On the back end for them. Actually, you know, I think 10% of people might know, but other people are just like, this is mine. And it's, I heard it's a, it's on the blockchain, meaning nobody could take it away from me. I could sell it or transfer it anytime. And, and that's all people are going to care about. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right and made a lot of really good points. And we've said a few times on the show, Ethereum really can't be the commercial blockchain. 
Like it's not gonna it's not gonna work for that. And there's flow and polygon mutable X, and those are those are the ones that, that yeah. people are, are using and are going to be using. Yeah. So that's really cool. And one second part uh to that, I think I heard on your um it was really interesting on your live stream. Are you guys building a flow to ETH bridge, the first ever? Is that what I heard? That's it's 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 a polygon to Ethereum, uh sorry, polygon to flow bridge, and we're building okay. it directionally. And of course, if you're doing it on polygon, you'll be able to do it. We'll do a flow support uh or sorry, Ethereum support as well. So yeah, because mm-hmm. you have the crypto classics on polygon, you're gonna want to bridge those over to flow and into your backpack. So we're excited. Okay, to- oh cool. So that you're building it for that and also to go the other way as well. Is that yeah, what you said? Directional, exactly. So, so if you want if you want to put your crypto on ETH and sell it over there or whatever, Correct. that's the, okay, exactly. cool. Yep. Yep. Nice. Very cool. That's, that's uh that must be a lot going into that. That's a, that's a big first one. one. That's a big yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting kind of constructing a bridge and, and building like, what does it, what, what does it even mean to build a bridge and how do you do something like that's that? That's what I think. Like, it's so conceptual. Cause like, what do you like? Just take it off of one and put it on you're the burning, other. It doesn't seem that right. You're, you're burning burn. and you're burning and reminting effectively. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, as we come to a close in this on this podcast, uh, Michael, do you have any last minute questions? Any anything you want to say before we wrap this up? No, I, I, I'm really happy to have Will on. The last thing I wanted to talk about was the blockchain and, and what I heard you guys say about the bridge. So uh, it was a pleasure to have you on after all this time. And congratulations on like launching and, and all this like it's been a long time coming for you guys so it's really cool to see and another shout out to steph we're really happy to have her as a friend of the podcast and got the alpha super super early to get in and watch the journey um the price points are good 40 bucks you know it's a lot cheaper than most nfts and uh check it you know, people should check it out and see what they think awesome the pseudo that's right yeah remember yeah. the name turn on the note oh. yeah back in the day do you remember that rap remember when we I premiered of course it i remember of course I um remember. uh sleeping moments with my twin jenny from the blockchain bounce back top shot got me back in the game she's gonna be like why did you rap that on <laughs> nice come on i know the lyrics that's right yeah Turn that on your notifications for Steph. Turn on that your notifications. Song, if, if you could edit it in, that should take us out. That should be the outro of this episode. Oh, that actually okay. should. Andy's like, oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Now he was a great. Now no, that myself. definitely should. That definitely should. We'll do that. He did the thumbs up. Okay. Yeah. Will, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we appreciate you. And you're always such a fountain of knowledge. I love hearing you talk, Will. I will say. You're, you're a great conversationalist. You just he has so a good, much. good voice too. Will's good got voice. a nice deep voice like this. <laughs> the Everyone room has good acoustics. Too, right? Yeah. I, I I see the live streams. Everyone's always like, "Dang, Will has a great voice." <laughs> I can do some B-roll for you guys. You're tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast with Mike. Oh. And Damn. Okay. All right. With that said, thank you all for listening. Step Pseudo, take us out. Step Pseudo, let's go. Yeah, remember the name. Yeah, I'm bullish on myself. Yeah, I'm setting the pace. Used to own some crypto kitties. Yeah, back in the day, it was 2018. Damn, I lost my C phrase. Bounce back, top shot, got me back in the game. Sweeping moments with my twin Jenny from the blockchain. With my family having fun, hosting ladies' night. NFTGM. Shalom! 
Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.